Good evening. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm Kat. This is Buckets with us. As always, our family members. We have Leon. Hello. Genius. We have Luna. Hi. And we have Aaron. Hi. So we dare to do this podcast today. This <laughs> controversial topic. Now, we want to say welcome to our new subscribers, current subscribers and viewers. We would like you guys to subscribe, like and comment. We have a controversial topic that may interest you guys to join us in the commentary section to let us know what you think. Now, tonight's topic is controversial. As we said, it's very thought-provoking, so we ask you to join us and pay very close attention. Tonight's topic is, who is Australia? And here's a question. Have we lost our identity? So, does Australia have a lost identity due to the rise of, quote, multiculturalism in australia does australia have its real identity and the qu first question we ask is as england has been a parent to australia due to the commonwealth are we like a rebellious child that protests against itself whenever we don't get our way and i'll throw the ball to luna so the question was about our ties to England, correct? Not the first question, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, do you want to read that again? Yeah, I, I'll read it again. So, um, as England has been a, a, a parent to Australia um, since the Commonwealth, since they've taken over, since Captain Cook's arrived at our shores, um, are we like a rebellious child that protests against itself whenever we don't get our way? So, yeah. Do would would you say that? Um. I would say that Australia, um, while we have our ties to England, I definitely believe that we're heading for that way of independence anyway, regardless of um, what racism or anything else is going on on the side. Um, I think that the, the country will head in a direction where it combines um, multiculturalism with the Aboriginal community, the multicultural, you know, people that are here, all the different cultures. Um, I think it's going to come to a point where we definitely will lose ties with England. We'll, we'll still remain allies, obviously, but it's like a teenager growing up. At some point you have to let them go and develop on their own. Mm. Um, and I believe that's the case here. Aaron? Um, I think yeah i totally agree with um luna that um sort of it it depends really like because obviously that tie australia had with england like it's sort of still there kind of thing and, but do you and, believe sort of, do you believe that england is a sort of is the we call it mother england so england's like a parent yeah. she's mum to australia so we're the rebellious child 
when we don't get away, we start kicking and screaming. Do you believe that to be the case? Um, yes, sort of. <laughs> um, it, it's like, yeah, because, yeah. What were we trying to say? I can't remember. No, <laughs> no but do you, do you think that, well, you could word it better, I guess. Okay, so yeah. basically what we're getting at is um, yes. since you your country, or, or mm -hmm. England, I should really say, um, is basically the head of the Commonwealth of yeah. Canada and of Canada um, and many other Commonwealth nations. Um, do you believe that England is still the parent um, of Australia or are we quickly, uh, rapidly turning to a point where we don't need England anymore? Are we the rebellious child? Yeah, are, are we the rebellious child that feels that it doesn't actually need England anymore? Um, uh, see, like, what how, how I see it is that um, yeah. commonwealths are basically, um, they kind of they kind of pretend that they're uh, they're um, independent when really they're not. Mm. Canada pretends that it's independent when from the throne when really it's not. And every country that's been under a Commonwealth have, has always pretended that or been run as if it's been completely independent when it's not really independent and. The one great thing that Queen Elizabeth actually did do um, was um, she allowed um, all commonwealths to create their, their own laws, um, to um, have their own taxes, to have their own relationships, to actually say uh, yes and no when it came to um, international treaties and to, to actually be run as um, a, a separate um, entity. uh, uh, entities um, and all we really had to do was allow the, the Queen and the Royal Family to visit occasionally and they would support us But and and it, and it was great and that's all we had to it, the only really crap thing about it was the fact that we had to a lot of our money had to go towards the throne but apart from that they more or less left us alone that's why we're asking you before we move on to Leon is do you yeah. think what do you think? Um, I th think like because obviously England is under a new monarch, you know. I think I think because because like it's a it's a new thing. I th I think that the England should sort of leave. Australia to to be their own country, like re republic kind of thing. Leon, what do you think? What do you think, Leon? Um, I think eventually that might come to a head, but mm -hmm. we do we have had uh, votes in the past, you know, or whether or not uh, <clears throat> why Australia should become a republic or or a monarchy. Yeah. And we have had this vote in the past mm. where monarchy got up. So uh, it's, and I think, I believe the last time we had that vote, I think there was a bigger majority towards a monarchy than it was a republic. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me because I'm going to be probably going to be wrong. But 
if we should leave it the way it is right now, I think we're a monarchy right now. We support the Queen, but I think, well, in this case, obviously, the Queen no longer with us. So uh, really, depending on how King Charles, who's I think he's going to be coronated in uh, what March or May or one of those, one of those months, but um, I think we should wait and see right now because we've just got to wait and see like after a couple of years to see how Charles is handling this thing before uh, this could be brought up again. For me, I think as I agree with Leon and I agree with the fact that I think we should stay put as we are because um, there is a saying that if it ain't broke, why fix it or don't fix yeah. it? And currently the system that we're having isn't broken. And if I remember correctly last year, that Canada voted to become a republic and there was a massive no. So the thing is with how can I say this carefully without getting in trouble, which is what is happening here, right, is a divide of people, like families against each other's, friends against each other, I think it's high workers against each other. I, I I think it's um with specifically with the the voice to parliament. I think it's quite scary because, in a way, uh, the, changing the constitution is a really really big deal. Um, a lot of people are basically saying, um, oh this is nothing. We need to totally back this. This would be a great progress to the thing, uh, whatever. But if you don't support that you're effectively being accused of being a racist. Mm. Um, and I think what scares people is being labelled a racist. And no one wants to be labelled a racist or a no. bigotry or, no. um, or against Aboriginal people for that matter. Um, but I think in, in a way, uh, I think one of the reasons why people in Australia aren't speaking out about it is because they're afraid. They're, they're afraid of the divisiveness um, of this law that could come in, come to pass. And it's a really, really scary, scary law because, you know, where the thing is about Australians is that Australia is a multicultural country um, and we have progressed massively because we're a multicultural country. Yeah. We've become a very rich nation because we're a multi multicultural country. Um, so to be called a racist in a multicultural country, no one wants no one wants that. No, no one wants that. Um, so a lot of people are very, very tight-lipped about how they feel about the the voice to parliament for fear that um uh, they will be labeled a racist, especially in, like I said, a, a nation that's multicultural, that's built on multicultural multiculturalism. Like I have to agree with Buckets, okay? This problem never occurred 15 or 20 years ago, even 30 years ago. January 26th is not even Australia Day. It's Foundation Day. And it basically, 15 to 20, maybe 30 years ago, we didn't have COVID. We didn't have this argument. 
every Australian from every walk of life, every background, every faith came together and we wore our sandals, we went to the beach, we played cricket, we cooked a steak, sausages and chicken, in the sweltering heat of 35, 45 plus, cold beers and drinks and ice cream and fish and chips. We all had uh, you know live concerts in the in the you know in the parks and things like that. Kids were playing in the water, you know, cricket happening. Australia united us and made us feel whole. Now with this whole, you know, what's going on? It's how can I say this carefully? It's it's very much as Bucket said. People are tight lipped to say how they truly feel. Because if you say something out of context or say something that's even considered wrong, you you are labeled a racist or a bigot. And they'll come after you and say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about or you need to study the history or, you know, you don't know what's going on and, you know, you don't want, it's, it's, it's not that. It's, we're a country. It's not like, Say, for example, America. America celebrates 4th of July and Thanksgiving. They all sit together and they yeah. celebrate it. All yeah. for one and one for all. We and should they, be and they celebrate something. with Indians yep. and they have no issue with this whatsoever. And, and and American Indians. Um, and they it, it's a national holiday. They they love the idea that it's a holiday. And they're very patriotic. Um so and in the past we've been able to accept the fact that a genocide did happen in Australia and we have uh, called it, um, you know, we have uh, called, called it Invasion Day and Australia Day at the same time. In fact, my uncle, um, even though he's white and from Tasmania, um, he represents a lot of people who are Aboriginal as a lawyer, um, he will call it Invasion Day instead of, um, Australia Day, but that's not to say that yeah. um, he um, can't celebrate both. It's just that he um, acknowledges and recognizes that this is an incident that did happen in Australia. A lot of people, a lot of Aboriginal people were murdered. A lot of people, Aboriginal people were mm. abused. But I think it's also fair to say that Australia has changed. Um, and Australia isn't just Aboriginal people versus English people anymore. Mm. It's it's basically a melting pot of about 100, 150 different um, cultures all in one country. And we basically take the best of every country, uh, best of every country all over the world, and put it in one country. And I think we can still respect each other um, just as we can respect the Aboriginal mm. people and Tor Torres Strait Islanders, and I don't see why there has to be a divide, but this this voice seems seems to basically emulate a divide, and I I feel like this is breaking up my country, and I I don't want that happening. Mm. What, next question. I'll read out the next question. Um, if England um, stops being the parents of Australia, what would Australia look like? Good question. Right up. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I believe at the start it's gonna be a right mess. It's gonna be a massive mess. 
we're going to be independent for the first time ever. Like, what do we even do? Where, where do we put our hands? Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but eventually I do believe, like I said, there's going to be a really nice mashup of the multiculturalism that um, futuristic Australia is and what the past of Australia is, which is Aboriginal, its roots, its, its origin. I believe there's going to be a really great mashup there. And then we're going to create, we, we're going to have to create unity. We can't, what are we going to do? Go to war with each other? We we could, we had that opportunity for 50 years now. We haven't done it. We obviously all want to reach a, a, a place where we are united and we are celebrating together and everyone's happy. And, yeah, I think that's the future for Australia. Aaron? Aaron? Um, it's probably going to be a real mess. Like, um, I... At first, it's going to be a real mess, but but like if if that actually if if England stops being the parents of Australia, like I th- I think in a few years, like Australia will just become its own thing, like have its own identity. Yeah. Leon, what do you think? I think at first I agree with both uh, Aaron and also also uh, Luis. It's gonna be <clears throat> it's gonna be a mess at the beginning. <clears throat> um, I think what would happen it is we probably we would. The, the, I think there wouldn't be much change. I don't think there'd be much change. If the only, if anything, the only thing that we'd be changing would be <clears throat> um, maybe. A prime instead of a prime minister, we'd probably change it maybe to a president. Uh, I can't see the currency changing because we'd still have cents and dollars because we're so used to that. Um, I, I don't see much. To be honest, I don't see much changing. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only thing I would cha- I would say, think would would change uh, prime minister to president. I think that's pretty much the only thing. Yeah. Because I, everyone is so used to it. Yeah. It does work really well now. I think they would just change the historical figures and stuff like that on the money and um yeah yeah you know yeah. they take yeah. maybe take the queen off of it maybe the king or whatever you want to say now um i think it'll be something along the lines of that but they'll keep the exact same system because it does work really well for australia it does pockets um, i think the the distribution of power will change so here here it comes back to the voice again with the change of the constitution so if the voice get their way and that passes in government, okay, and we accept the fact that um, the Aboriginal people have a voice to parliament over other races, um, and this is a chamber of government that can't be dissolved, you will effectively exchange one royal family for the other. So I can't join... Um, the voice to parliament because I'm Asian Australian. My father is um, Chinese Cantonese um, and my mother is Tasmanian Australian. I have no Aboriginal blood in me whatsoever. Um, But if I accept the fact that, uh, or or Australia rather, passes the voice to parliament and says, hey, um, I... you are, uh, we acknowledge that not only are you the, the first people to come to this land um, or you you were the first to come to this land, but um, there is actually a, um, a, a 
a ministry or a, um, a chamber which cannot be dissolved, um, and you can write your own laws as well, that is quite literally <coughs> the equivalent um, of a royal family. So if England leaves, do you know who's going to be in charge? It'll be um, the voice to parliament. And they will elect its own leaders based on their Aboriginal mm. um, elders, and they will be the new royal family. So, um, <laughs> and I think um, from there, it'll be good. Like, we probably will have a president kind of thing, but we might have to rely on maybe some of our other richer allies like the US because England will just pull out and go, well, why do I basically have to keep funding your country when you don't want to have anything to do with this? And that's exactly what they did with Brexit. They wanted to leave the European Union because they didn't want to have to keep uh, Europe. So they left. And I have a funny feeling that if Australia says, I no, no longer wish to be part of the British Empire or I no, no longer want to be part of the British Commonwealth, England will just turn around and say, Okay, that's fine, but we won't fund you for anything. Mm. You're on your own. Yeah. Um, go seek refuge with the US. What I I have to agree with everybody. What I carefully saying this, what what I envision seeing happening is as everybody said, it's gonna be a right old mess. It's gonna be a big mess that we're gonna I believe there's gonna be a massive mess that we can't clean up, but As Luna said, I have to agree with the point of Luna um, and Leon, is that the currency won't be that bad because the currency will have other, you know, custodians of the land on our currency. Um, we have to learn to find a way to unify instead of fight each other. I think there'll be a mess, but once the dust settles, then I think everything will be calm. Yeah. But as yeah. Aaron said, if we leave England, the problem is we, and Bucky said, we have to seek refuge with the yeah. US or with someone else. Yeah. Because if See, we. The thing, yeah. The thing is, what with what Bucket is saying is pretty much basically that if Aboriginal people do come into power and their percentage is greater than uh, multicultural people, um, are they going to have the best interest of everyone at heart, not just their own people, which is not saying that that's wrong because they have been, you know, lost out on a lot of history. Australia would have been run in a completely different way if uh, if England never came here to begin with. But in saying that, do they have every culture's best interest at heart, like what the Labor government does? Because they can't, Labor can't run off being the Australians or something like that. They can't exclude people. They have to be fair to each individual area because we are so multicultured um, in Australia. And I think that's a big, that's 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 the path that's going to make or break us when we eventually do uh, leave the motherland. Um, we're going to have to learn how to really balance those two together to make sure that everyone's happy and not just one group of people. Exactly. And as... As Leon points out, the only the other the other only other system that will change is we will go from prime minister to president. Now let me point out that um, Barbados 
Barbados was part of a Commonwealth country. Only a couple of years ago did they have a Prime Minister, a Lady Prime Minister, who's now their president, and they had a referendum and they became a republic. <clears throat> now, no one here is from Barbados anymore. Seems like everything seems to be okay on their end. But the thing is, the way they had our federal election, Aaron, last year, mm -hmm. the way they did it was very strange to all of us, which the flooring was very Americanized. The computers were very Americanized. The way the percentages, everything on the news was very Americanized. Now, if we had that way and Anthony Albanese is still our prime minister, then he will become our president. If we have liberal in power, then we'll have a president. Whoever we have, it'll be done in the way that America does it. And that's every three to four years, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But we won't just have a president. We'll have a vice president. And I believe we <laughs> have an Independence Day because we will have the Union Jack taken off, but we will have the Aboriginal flag in place of the Union Jack. The one thing that we should ask ourselves is what's going to happen to the states? Oh, yeah. So, so what what will happen to the states if we become a republic? So will they will there still be um a uh, a premier for every state? Or will that be abolished as well? Good question. I never thought of that. What do you think, Leon? Um the name I think, I think the name will just change. I, I I think the premier's I think the premier system will probably stay the same. Yeah. However, I think the only thing that would change would be a prime minister slash president. Yeah. I don't see I don't see why there'd be a need to change that. I yeah. don't think it'll be changed. They'd probably just change the names around to mm. fit. Um, even so, will we will we copy it exactly like how America does it? We might well, what keep about the names the, in it. What about the indigenous? What about what about the indigenous state names? How how they would be pronounced indigenously? Well, that that's another thing. Will um. Uh, the, our education system need to change to be more inclusive for Aboriginal culture. Mm -hmm. So, so instead of I, when I was in school, I learnt Italian and Japanese. Um, Me too. Will, will we start to actually learn um, Aboriginal cultures um, or Aboriginal languages to be more inclusive for um, uh, the custodians of the land? So that's another thing that could change also. Mm. I agree. I mean, if if we become yeah. a republic, as Bucket said, the language of the custodians of the land will have to be taught in schools and where children and young teens will have to learn it and maybe even here's what I think will happen. Now, forgive me, Aaron, because I know you're in, you're in Wales, but what mm -hmm. I see happening is currently our national anthem was changed with one word from we are young and free to we are one and free now here's a random question i'm going to throw everybody should our national anthem change to coincide with a republic should we become a republic should we change our anthem yes or no luna um I believe that that change was done with the ideal of unity. It was not done to do any separation. We are one. 
I think that was a message, a hidden message to all the nations in Australia, all the different nationalities, because we have so many here. Um, do I feel like things need to be changed? Things like the anthem. So this is going to be an unpopular opinion. I don't hate it how it is. It works fine how it is. It's not a problem how it is. But I personally would really love to see an entire country put aside all the different cultures and create one big culture together and create its own anthem, its own language, its own historical figures based off of that. Um, and we will not we will not go by, oh, I'm from India or I'm Aboriginal or I'm from England. We will all be known as Australian and anyone who lives there will be Australian. You don't have to look white and uh, I'm just trying to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Well, you don't have to look Aboriginal to be um, Native Australian. You don't have to. I feel like that's really where it should all be heading. Um, if we are going to change it, it should be for that reason only. Leon? It shouldn't be for anything else. Um, <clears throat> I think probably we, if the anthem is such a problem, then you know maybe we can re maybe we can reword it like just say like verse one whatever be in Australian or whatever or. Or, yeah, and verse two, why couldn't verse two be done in an individual native language? Yeah, see, exactly. That's what I mean. I even even incorporate words from both languages into one song. I mean, yeah, yeah. Why, I'm, I'm willing to meet everything halfway. I just need everyone else to also meet it halfway for this to work. What do you um, think? Um, I, th I think maybe just sort of re um, reword it a bit. Because if, if we remember, we started off with yeah. God Save the Queen. That was mm -hmm. the first official national anthem. And then we fought back and said, no, we're going to have Advanced Australia Fair. And then they went back to God Save the Queen. And they went back to God Save the Queen. And then <laughs> Advanced Australia Fair again. And then, exactly. we went, and then we went from For We Are Young and Free to one word, We Are One and Free. Next thing you know, I'll be singing God Save the King. Mm, well, this <laughs> yeah. is the thing, right? See, I a lot of Australians have agreed that yeah. working class man is like the unofficial official Australian Jimmy Barnes. And, and I, uh, I uh, certainly uh, agree that we should change it. Just change <laughs> the lyrics a bit. and just What about Great Southern Land? Can't we use Great Southern Land? That was an absolute <laughs> corker. Well, what if it was instead of, you know, um, Working class uh, man, we, we we change it to working class land, you know. Oh, and, um, yeah. oh we have. She works hard for the money. <laughs> <laughs> All the trees come out. But do you know what? We also have, as he's recovering, we love you, Johnny Farnham. Johnny Farnham. You're Mr. the voice. It's the voice, Mr. The Voice. You see, why can't he write a song for us? I'm well, sure we all love that. I come from the land down under. We all know that's that been one. at work. <laughs> we work. all know that one. Exactly. I know it is. I know. But I know. It I is. think. Well, well, mate. Well, let's hope we let's hope if we change the national anthem, we don't change it to Sadie the Cleaning Lady. John Farnham hates that song. Oh, does he? Yes, he hated that Sheila, one. Sheila, the cleaning lady. <laughs> you, know you know what? John Farnham is actually British. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's actually oh. British, and it's like and so. Him. So if we're going to get someone to write the song, at least they have to be Australian. Because all right, see all of our guys. Written by British people. <laughs> Let's ask the next question. Read that out loud, please. 
Oh, number three. Um, uh, will there be um, two different types of Australian-based uh, nationalities? So there is already one could argue. Oh. Um, I, Australian and Australian Indigenous. Look, There's already two. Exactly. Yeah. So so we've answered that. I I I think yeah. so, like the 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 thing is. But yes, there will be a more a more. I feel I do believe mm. that before the storm comes down, it has to get a bit more rough. Do you know what I mean? And there is going to be a a much heavier separation, um, due to one culture feeling left out, um. And obviously, because of the history behind it, um, there's a justification there. But it's going to be a real hard time for us to get to that point where that doesn't exist anymore, and it's all united. So yes, I do believe there'll be two very separated identities in Australia: one that represents people from overseas, and one that represents Indigenous Australians. But you that you mentioned a really mm. good point, which is one that represents the people from overseas, mm. and one that represents the people that were actually born here from Indigenous cultures. See, I was born here, right? I accept myself as Australian. I, I don't see Yep, my, as do I. I don't see myself as Asian because I've never been to, well, I've never really, I've never been to where my father has from, uh, from, which is Hong Kong, never been to the country. I don't speak Chinese. I don't understand Chinese. You had none of the culture in your life. I, I, I eat Chinese food. And that's all about I know. I mean, the only thing I know about Chinese um, culture is dragons and sunshine bao, and that's about it. Like, um, I was but what what I was getting. Sorry, what what I was getting at um, is the fact that you have um, what classifies as Australian if you're from all these other cultures. Um, yeah, exactly. There is a. There definitely is a difference there. Um, and I feel like Australia overseas is known as the land of the free. Um, it doesn't really so much focus on just Aboriginal culture. It really focuses on that if you go there, you're going to have a better life. You're going to live a better life. You're going to be free to, um, you know, uh, sa sacrifice, sorry. Um, what's the word, guys? Religion. You're going to be free to worship. I was going to say sacrifice. That's so bad. You're free to worship who you want. You're free to do that in an open setting. You don't have to hide who you are from certain government members. You don't have to hide who you are from other people who live around you. Um, I think that's where that has come from. And those people that have come here, I mean, I personally, I've got an Italian, my family's got an Italian background. My dad came here on a boat. Um, the amount of stories that I've heard where they've come here, they were actually all heading to America. But then on the boat, somebody said, oh, there's actually job opportunities in Australia. Let's go there. We're accepting, you know, um, we're accepting refugees here. Everybody come. People people wanted to escape from their bad lives in other countries. They came here. We became Australian. I'm I'm 100% Australian. You can't take it out of me. It's it's like ingrained in me. Mm. There, there is a certain culture that is ingrained in me now. And you put me in Italy, you put me in England, I'm not going to fit in. That's it. That's the... <laughs> It's funny because my my father, when he travelled to Australia and he was put on a boat, uh, he was really young, and they um, he was hoping to go to Sydney, but he got on the wrong boat and ended up in Tasmania. Oh my goodness! Got off the shore, and goes where's Sydney? That'll explain <laughs> Philip's disposition. 
no idea. He was so upset. Like for me, Tasmania is a letdown. <laughs> I thought that was Adelaide. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, take for example, Aaron was born in Wales. Yeah, he's an he lives in Wales, raised in Wales. He speaks Welsh, but England classifies Wales as part of England. England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, mm-hmm. and um, United Kingdom. Uh, England is its own. It's United Kingdom. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, even though Wales should be its own country, it should be. Its it own is. State. They all they all have their own mm. flag. They all have their own individual flag. Yeah, it's it just got the, they've got this union, union jack of the three countries. Which, but if Aaron was to come here and get accustomed to our ways, right, it might be a culture shock. For example, because the heat here is ridiculous. Yeah, he's going to need like three hundred plus. You know, sunscreen. <laughs> don't don't go. Whatever. <laughs> just do basic things like yeah. your shopping. Can you imagine him during his first summer just melting away? Like, But the thing is, right, for me, I wasn't born here. I was born in the Middle East, but we didn't come here straight away. We came to New Zealand, and I'm a child, and I grew up in New Zealand very proudly. I have Kiwi citizenship. But when we came here in 97, we quickly became citizens of Australia. So... I can proudly say I feel Australian. I am exactly. Australian. Even though I have I mean It's like you adapted that culture really quickly yeah. too when you came here. And I yeah. I I pin that on all the different multicultures that are here that it make that make that possible. For somebody to come from, let's say, Pakistan, they come to Australia, they're instantly gonna feel that culture. There is there is a culture there. Yeah. It might not seem like there is, but there definitely is. And you do feel it. It's a it's a relaxed, friendly vibe, I think. That's even what though, I feel. Even though I, I'm very proud of my heritage, I'm Armenian-Lebanese. I speak Lebanese. My parents, mum's Armenian-Lebanese, dad's Lebanese. My brothers are Lebanese. And there's a large Lebanese-Armenian community in Sydney. And I'm very proud of my heritage and my culture. But I'm also proud to be Australian because Australia Day means a lot to me because it means unification of one it doesn't matter if we come from left right top to bottom side to side we all have one thing in common and that we're australian we're a product of australia we represent australia we you feel accepted here yeah because we live here we're raised here exactly work here our lives are here i mean sure you could say we could go to wherever for a holiday we're not that country's citizens. We're Australians. We proudly carry a passport to go everywhere, right? That's why, that's why I wanted to ask this question. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, okay. So will Australia become more racist once we create an identity? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going? Should I go first? Sorry, mm-hmm. I just jumped in there. Yep, go ahead. So yeah. Australia is already racist, guys. <laughs> think about i'm sorry to say it but you can you come here the first thing that you notice is there's 15 different cultures living all around you do you know what i mean and every single one of us hate each other exactly the same for some reason i don't know what it is um it is already race there is racism there but i do feel that we have the room to grow that racism if we like Every, you're right in saying that other nationalities and other heritages are going to kick up if 
um you know one one uh culture is given more power than others mm. um we all want to feel equal we all want to feel that's what we really want here equality that's what Australia is based off everybody feeling equal everyone feeling like they have their spot and no one can take this from me because of this uh you know religious reason or this cultural reason or whatever it is um I don't know if anyone else has noticed but it has slowly been heating up online the the use of the word colonizers the use of the word um, what was the other word that you used before? Sorry, Leon. Invasion. Invasion, um, though. Those words have been used a lot more, a lot more recently. And there is, I don't want to sound racist here at all, but there, I have noticed there is a minority of um, Aboriginal or Native folk that are really pushing to like hate white people altogether. They are, they're, they're gunning for their message, but what they're doing is racist and that is creating more racism. Um, even though they're coming from a place where they just want to feel like their past is listened to. Like, I didn't choose to come here on a boat. I would never have done that to anybody. <laughs> I couldn't even kill a fly. I couldn't do anything. I, I, I would, have, have, I would have come to, here and try to be their friends. That's me. I, I, I'd have to admit I'd prefer first class on a plane over a boat any day. What the oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, um, I do feel like there is racism growing out of this place of wanting to find a solution but they're not actually finding solutions they're just complaining and they're not actually finding a place to unify that's the key issue here yeah. you yeah. have to you have to list the issue then you have to list four or five different solutions that could possibly work and allow the people to pick the solution that's best for all of them um i think that's the only way to create to create create equality here <laughs> leon all right, so I definitely agree. You know, there are the what I like to call a lunatic left, who are just looking for a reason just to just to call it like what they what they believe it is. They're calling it invasion day. Like that's this is what I call a lunatic left because that's what they are. They're not willing to look for a middle ground. They just want it. It's either my way or the highway, and they're not going to meet you in the middle. They're just going to say it's either my way or no way. And by the way. <clears throat> about indigenous voices do we really need an indigenous voice after all we do have the following and i'm going to read these out we do have the australian indigenous education foundation the australian Ingi In institute of aboriginal and torres strait island studios uh the australian indigenous minority supplier council the aboriginal maternal and infant health service we also have this i did find this research out by the way <clears throat> Uh, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Commission, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Health Performance Framework, the Assembly of First Nations, the Australian Indigenous Health InfoNet. We also have the Centre for Aboriginal Economy Policy and Research, Closing the Gap Clearinghouse, the, uh, <clears throat> the Consolation and Arbitration Commission, which is also Indigenous, uh, the Cooperative Research Centre for Aboriginal Health, the Cape York Institute, the Department of Family, Housing and Community Services and Indigenous Affairs, the Federal Council for Advancement of Aboriginals, the Federal Council of Advancement of Aboriginals and Torres Strait Islanders, the Healing Foundation, the Indigenous Advisory Council, the Indigenous Advancement Strategy, the Indigenous Community Governance Project, the Indigenous okay, all right. Education Strategy. Okay. It goes, this, this <laughs> shit, and I kid you not, goes on and on. Do we really need the extra voice when we've got that? And that yeah. was only part one of three part of three parts that I've got, right? 
So don't ever, so nobody tell me that we don't have a voice. You guys got all those voices, freaking use one of them. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, like, um, game over. I, I, I like to, to say that th this is the thing. I, I know that there are so many programs and policies and charities and voices, voices and voices mm. for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. I, look, I remember going for a job when I was a counselor and I didn't get the job purely because I didn't have Indigenous heritage in me. But the other guy who did did have Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander heritage in him um, got the job, not because he was more skilled, but because he was Aboriginal. <clears throat> so don't, don't tell me that they don't have a voice. They do. And they have advantages. And they can't employ someone. I don't believe you can employ someone in Australia just because of your race. That's well, crap. You shouldn't be able to do that. That's a what's according that, to what's that Australian laws, they, they can. So really, yeah, they they if you're Aboriginal um, or you're Torres Strait Islander, um, you you can be employed on race. That's a hundred percent true. Um, and I feel like that's in itself though, like a really racist. Um, it is. It's a no. It's racist about government though, because think about it like this: they give Aboriginal people um, these let's say, what are they called? Let's say references to go and get a job. You know, we'll hire the Aboriginal people first. Let us know if you're Aboriginal. You'll get this benefit. You'll get that benefit. Fine. That's all an initiative to try and make them to go to work. What are they saying by that? Why are they not giving those benefits to anyone that wants to work? I think that's the point here um, is we really do need to find a ground for it to not just be about that. Australia is so multicultural that it's beyond that point now. You have to include all people. Um, and there has been instances where, yes, I too have lost out on opportunities because I was not Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. I lost out on benefits. I had to pay, you know, three times on a, on a speeding ticket because I was, um, Caucasian, which didn't make any sense to me because I'm, I'm a struggling person. I'm not a, a upper class or a middle class. I'm lower class right now. And I'm doing my best to make ends meet. I'm young. I'm trying to, you know, all those type of things. Um, I do believe that they did that out of a place of trying to reconcil reconciliate between the Aboriginal people and the um, Caucasians, people that came here. But at the same time, I really believe that's such a racist. That's like saying to someone, that's like, okay, going onto a reservation, okay, where there's Native Americans and telling them, how can I explain this? The Aboriginal people want to live a different way to us. They will live that way for thousands of years before us. They do have a right to live that way. We don't go to Islamic countries and tell them to be Christian. Do you know what I mean? Why would we come here and force Aboriginal people to not live the way that they want? But at the same time, if they're going to live in our society, sorry, that sounds really bad. If they're going to live in modern society, that's the correct word, um, just like the rest of us, then they should have to pay and get all the same um, references and exemptions and everything should be equal here. If they want to do that, that I, I really believe that Aboriginal people deserve their uh, own reservations to live how they want. But at the same time, you don't get to be a part yeah. of society. And I, I mean, look at the, all right, look at all the Jewish people. It's not like they get some sort of uh, exemption from tax because of what Hitler did, uh, you know, so long ago. Um, do you get what I'm saying? We don't have that here. We shouldn't allow yeah. something for our past. Like I, I'm not, I don't want to be involved. The people that came here and colonized us, I don't 
I don't, I'm not a part of them. As much as what I'm born from them, I'm not a part of them because that's not in my, that's not in my being. That's not who I am. And I feel like if you're here, you join in with modern society. You don't try and segregate it into one thing. That's what's great about Australia is that we have so many different multicultural, sorry, different cultures, and we have the avenues to explore all the different options, but I feel like everyone should be equal. That's it. When the equality comes, the racism and everything will stop. Australia will definitely advance to a better place once all that stops, but it can't just be about one. It can't just be about white people. It can't just be about Aboriginals. <laughs> Do you agree, Aaron? <sighs> what? Well, how can I how can I follow that? <laughs> I was just thinking that. How's he gonna follow that? <laughs> follow that. Well, we got to, we, we have a tightrope basically. You Sorry, can, guys. You know, like, what do you yeah. Aaron, like? What do you feel? Tell like, speak your truth. Like, what do you feel? Um, oh, I, I I can't follow that. <laughs> Fine, that's cool. Leon, what, what do you what do you? Did think? I say something bad? No. <laughs> Um, what was that? Yeah, I thought I started all that. I thought I started all that run down. I, I thought that started all that run down when you cut me off because I, I was too busy writing them down. By the way, Kat, when we end this, you can check your messages because I've actually posted you a copy of all that that I was ramming through everybody's throats. I will. Do you want to read five? Um, yeah. Well, we'll read that later because there's a lot there. There's a lot there. And I saw a report, by the way, today on, uh, dailymail.co.uk uh in homo this is a this is a story by the way on uh dailymail.co.uk homeowners are urged to pay indigenous australia's weekly rent for living on their land in a new push on the eve of australia day led by clementine ford and high profile green senator lydia thorpe now for if we were to pay rent on their land they would owe us because of how much we have paid them over the decade, over the hundreds of years. They would be owning us. Well, the, the way I kind of see it is that it isn't just one person's land. It's everybody's um, land. It's everyone's land. I don't see it as... Now um, it is, definitely. I, 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 do, I do recognise that Ab- Aboriginal people were the original cust- cust- custodians of the land. I do recognise that. I have no yeah, issue recognising that. But I, agree. I, I don't agree with it just being Aboriginal land. And the reason why I I, I don't believe it, it's just Aboriginal land is because it's been all the treaties that have come from, you know, all of Europe, like Lebanon, Greece, Italy, um, China, Japan. I mean, look, my my people in, in China came to Ballarat to dig in the gold rush and they had their own genocide where um, the Chinese would dig up all the um, the gold clean within a week and um, the white Australians would just watch them clean out the whole mines and then shoot them and then take all the gold to the Reserve Bank. Um, so we had our own genocide in Australia that apparently like no one knows about or it's not really recorded enough or not given enough um uh press about ironically um but chinese people did come to um australia um to mine for gold so so everyone around the world was coming to australia um to make australia a really really rich country and um i mean 
like it's, I have I have to admit this, this is a stereotype, but I know it's true. Asians love to gamble. You know, they yeah. my father loved to gamble. He really did. Um, and with the gambling comes the taxing, and with the taxing feeds the rest of the country and makes um, Australia a really, really wealthy country. Not to mention everything that um, you know foreigners are purchasing or. Even when they go, um, they might go to Alice Springs or something like that to see um, original um, Aboriginal architecture or uh, paintings and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, um, all these migrants have come to Australia to get work, make Australia rich, make, make themselves rich, bring the money back home. Um, but it's all of that amalgamation which has basically created a yeah. really um, wealthy, strong um, Australian society. And it's I a part of history at this point, just mm. as much as what everything else is. Those parts of history in Australia are also really important to, um, you know, the development of the country of how it is now. Um, I, I remember in history, in history class they even taught us about the um, Chinese and the Japanese and whatever coming, you know, over on to come to the gold rush. Um, that was a big part of the segment there. I remember it very well. And they they introduced things like noodles here. Um, they introduced a lot of different things. And there was a, a blend of all the different cultures. That's when it first started, I believe. Uh, we all came here for greater wealth. Exactly. It, it's, it's actually kind of ironic because in Ballarat, you get a lot of Chinese restaurants purely because um, there's a lot of Chinese migrants that yeah. basically came over to Ballarat because of the, the gold rush. Yeah. Well, the whole point I was kind of getting at is the fact that um, just if it was just the Aboriginal people alone, and please um, be uh, Aboriginal people of Torres Strait Islander of descent and um, normal Australian descent or where they were from, in each pod of Australia, it really only makes up the 3.1%. So they are kind of a minority group. Um, and you have other minorities groups. You've got a Chinese minority group, Lebanese minority group, and and whatever. So you've got all these different types of um, minority groups. So I've, I don't think that a 3.1% minority group could alone make Australia the wealthy country that it is today. There's no way. There's no way they could do it alone. Exactly. They, all those cultures have come together to build the great nation that we are right now. Um, anyway, um, the next question is, uh, is Australia Day really Australia Day, considering um, Aboriginal custodians were here first? That's, that's a really interesting question because um, one thing I've noticed is that uh, Aboriginal, different Aboriginal tribes, they have different names for different landmarks um so you have galungala land for example or you have Parramatta river for example uh, and uh you have all these um uh you know pintanjara tribes for example so you, you have all these different tribes for different landmarks <coughs> different um places and and it the aboriginal people didn't even call australia australia um australia van diemen's land well even van diemen's land didn't even That's from the I thought it was called Newfoundland, wasn't it? Or at but, one stage? Actually, no, Tasmania was called Van Diemen's Land. Yes. It was Newfoundland by the Dutch. There you go. The actually was the thing is, Raw how can I say this carefully without getting in trouble again? 
It wasn't the Brit. Well, they well. It wasn't actually the British that got here first. It was, it was the, the Dutch. Dutch. Or it, well, it, apart from the fact that the Aboriginal people got here first, after them, it was the Dutch. Except they didn't stay to make colonies. It was the English that made the colonies. So, um, you know, I mean, like it was. Um, the the truth is, yeah. I mean, is Australia Australia Day really Australia Day? And we've had different versions of Australia Day all over over the country. You know, originally there was no Australia Day. It was called Empire Day. And it changed. Or Foundation Day. Or Foundation Day. And each state actually did celebrate in different months. But let's throw this to the family. Uh, Leon, is Australia Day really Australia because the custodians of the land were here first? <clears throat> Well, according to the voyages of Governor Philip to, Boy, to Botany Bay in the evening of the 26th, the colours were displayed on shore and the governor, with several of his principal officers and others, assembled the round flag staff, drank the king's health and success to, uh, success to the settlement. So it was basically the on the evening of the January 26th when the colours were displayed on shore. Yeah, but... But you could also argue that the Aboriginal people here have been around hundreds and thousands of years before that. Well, of course, you can't, so, you can't, you can't deny that. Yeah. So, so yeah. acknowledging <laughs> that fact, like I do, um, it's not really Australia Day because they're not even the original Australians. What, what do you think, think, Luna? So, for those that know me, I am the least patriotic person. Um, I just don't feel a need to celebrate and love my country. Like, I love living here. Cool. Why do I have to have a whole day to, like, yay, Australia, yay. We Everyone needs a day off. That's why. That, that's, that's why we do it. That's the only good part about it, number one. Number two, I don't believe that it's it's Australia Day for the people that came here on that boat. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they probably really didn't want to reach a understanding with the Aboriginal people at that time. And they just did whatever they wanted. So it's not really a uh, blending of two cultures, is it? It's not the true Australia yet. We are only on the surface level of what it means to be Australian. And once we embrace everyone's culture together as one, that will be the true Australia day. I would, however, like Australia to represent the unity. I know that it doesn't for a lot of minorities, but I would love for Australia day to be about just bringing us together as one in our unity. I wish everyone could just change the meeting. Fuck the... Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. No. I'll build, I can blur that. Um, I want I everyone can't. to... I can't. I can. Get, I can get rid of all... You know, get rid of the meaning of the colonizers and get rid of the meaning of the Aboriginals being on their own segregation. I want Australia Day to have a meaning that we all come together in unity. And we all accept that as the meaning. And we all celebrate it as Unity Day, not the unity of Australia, maybe. Um not so much just like what are we celebrating what are we celebrating on australia day guys what are we celebrating exactly oh, just lamb chops and a snag really That's well, exactly there's no the there's pie. no real there's no real historical meaning behind it like it's just to celebrate our country and be patriotic like, like continue sorry sorry now you go and you're an honorary aussie um well honorary aussie uh, well, good day, mate. Good day, mate. Put out a shrimp on the barbie. Hey, we don't say shrimp. Yeah. 
Get out, mate. Um, hey, there we go. We've got a soundbite for you now, Kat. Uh, yeah, I agree with Lisa that why should you celebrate where you're from? Is it, like, what exactly do you celebrate? Because, like, for me, we we have Saint David, David happens on the first of March, and like, why do we celebrate that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna probably get shot for for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but... but the thing is, you guys. Yeah, England... let me, let me... Sorry. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, and like, what exactly do um, do we celebrate? Like on these days, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like patriotism does not have a place in unifying anything. What's the point of it? Uh, our country's greater than all the other mm. countries. Let's celebrate. Like, why can't we actually celebrate something that, like, um, yeah. Unity Day? And it's the day where we all signed the peace treaty or something. Something ridiculous yeah. and loving like that. That is something worth celebrating, I feel. Um, I, I, I don't know why we don't c- celebrate, like, a surf, dive, and ski day, to be perfectly honest, because that means... <laughs> celebrate the weekend, guys. Celebrate getting a six-pack from Ooh. the bottle yeah, <laughs> celebrate but, a non-posters day. Like I, I, like I'm. What's Die Hard? Like I'm. <laughs> I've always, I've always celebrated every day. Um, I agree with one. I may not be as quote patriotic as some other Aussies, but I don't go out there and you know flaunt it by wearing an Australian flag cape or or sandals or you know. Um, chug a beer or whatever or play cricket but I celebrate because for me I celebrate Australia Day because when I came here I saw I I felt right like when we came here because we have family here and the beauty of Australia Day shouldn't just be Yes, fine, celebrate one's individuality, celebrate one's country. But let's not forget our landmarks, our Harbour Bridge, our Opera House. Which were all built, by the way, by working-class Australians that had basically next to nothing. It was the immigrants that built it. My my nonno worked on the Westgate Bridge. It's the immigrants that built it. They were doing all the labour work. They were the ones that were willing to come here and take up these jobs. There were so many lazy people here before, I feel, like nothing was getting done. There was a workforce, you know, boom happening. They told all the boats, all the people travelling to America and England and trying to see what jobs are out there after the war. They said, go to Australia. There's work there. You're going to be able to live there. You're going to be accepted there. You're going to. You're not going to have to go through um, deportation or anything like that. It, it, they really brought these people in to do all this stuff. Like, for example, that's what I'm saying. I celebrate Australia Day in my own way by for them celebrating the landmarks that were built, yeah. like the beauty of our opera house, the beauty of our harbour bridge, the beauty of our streets, the beauty of the way, you know, the beauty of the way our country works. Yes, fine, celebrate yourself as an individual or in your yeah. country, be proud of your country, but 
don't forget to celebrate your landmarks. Your landmark or our landmarks are what make us unique and different to the world. A lot of tourists like coming here because of our landmarks and our beaches. Celebrate our beaches. Celebrate our landmarks. This is why people love coming from overseas, from England, from America, from Germany, from wherever, and spend and they spend their money here and they boost our economy because of our beaches and our landmarks. Yeah, and they, and they love working in Australia. This they, is the real meaning of Australia Day. They, they love earning Australian dollars. Yeah, they, it's it's focusing on the positive things that we've accomplished, but at the same time. How can we keep going on ignoring all the bad well, things that happen? Not ignoring what, it, but just like placing it on a back burner and saying when we could potentially meet a middle ground here, I feel. But, well, I, I agree. She's right. She is right that we should be celebrating those things. They're, they are really beautiful and unique to Australia and they were built with a lot of um, hard work and labour and love from these people that came from different hmm. nationalities and, yeah. I think Australia... I mentioned a while ago, I wanted to do this podcast, is I think Australia should have, or probably already does, but should have a unique day of multiculturalism day other than Australia because multiculturalism day celebrates every background, walk of life, every nationality and not just the music. We used to have that in primary school, actually. We'd even in high school, we'd celebrate Multiculturalism Day, and then it didn't extend out into real life. It just it was just in the schools. Well, see, I, one thing that I my cousin was telling me about as a joke, um, but it could potentially work if, if it was um, well constructed. Uh, was we had uh, we would have um, you know. Um, it would start with uh, Invasion Day, right, on Monday. And then on Tuesday, um, we could have Sorry Day. And then on Wednesday, we could have um, Australia Day. Yes. Um, and, and then on Thursday, Friday would just be a bonus, right? Yeah, th- yeah th- Thursday and Friday. Um, <laughs> get the whole um, week off. <laughs> um, and then we'll get... Yeah, Craig David to sing the rest, but um, <laughs> but the next day is Johnny Farnham Day. You know, but but we could do it if we turned it into a three day holiday. Yeah. We sell we not celebrate, but we re, we remind ourselves of the suffering that the remembrance went, remember yeah uh, went through, and then we uh, combined that with um, you know. Uh, again sorry day for the for the things that we did against the aboriginal people and then it was met with um australia day um it would really just put it in um a three-day tight package and that that's would, a really good deal was, actually i would that's remind really... us um of why we're australian. Of why, why we're australian and that would pretty much cement us together instead of yeah. dividing us because I really feel that, um, to to be honest, I mean, uh, the uh, I mean, we can continuously say uh, the way I see it is it's like Christmas, right? Everyone knows that Christmas Day isn't on the twenty fifth of December. It's been moved a few times, but we conveniently put it there because it's at the end of the year. I think um, we can celebrate um, uh, Sorry Day and. Um, invasion day on 
other days. As uh, long as it's consecutive, I don't see why we shouldn't be. As long as it's consecutive and inclusive, it would still work. But if you have them on the same day, there will be a conflict every time. And there's always been a conflict. It probably hasn't escalated to a full civil war because it just went on America. But um, where I, I wouldn't, if we just space it out, you know, by three days, I think yeah. we can just get along just fine. Yeah. And I, I think the whole, the one thing Australia needs right now is unity. That's the one thing we need. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so are um, we being, how about you read this one? I'll read this one. You, you, are we being fed information that we are forced to swallow because we are being told what we want to hear instead of what we should be hearing? Leon? Absolutely. We are this is this is the um era of selective information. Like we get selective parts just to fit a narrative. So that's what's been going on lately and it happens a lot in social media, especially in social media. Uh, which will f say they cut say little words and stuff like that from uh, from someone saying either yes or no, right? Sensei. They could yeah they yeah they can cut uh, this part here and this part here and this part here to put in their own narrative. Say it's a against or whatever for and against or <clears throat> and um, some some of it's just outright bull, quite frankly bull s on mm. the yeah um. So we we are a lot of us are getting fed you know misinformation um you know just uh, the word I'm just trying to think of the word um yeah we are well, that's it I'll just stick with the basic we are getting fed a lot of misinformation there's the truth oh, there's the truth and there's the that, truth yeah exactly that's it I would describe that as propaganda yeah yeah that that's that good word for propaganda um and i i think uh, we can't and that's where it gets back to early sorry to interrupt but that's where it gets back to like we can't have an opinion because if we have an opinion on this that doesn't fit theirs we're racist and i don't cop that from anybody on social media i'll just i'll if if somebody says that to me on social media i'm, I'm hitting them straight back did I, I say that no i didn't so shut your mouth you don't know what you're talking about I, I I really I really don't like being accused of being a racist when I'm not racist. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, it, it just seems to be in this day's age, everyone's go-to word when you want to um, dismiss um, someone's opinion. So there's an opinion that another person doesn't like, and the way that you bring down that person is to just say. You're a Nazi. You know, doesn't matter if you're German. Doesn't man matter if you basically haven't killed a million Jews. You're a Nazi. And I think that we shouldn't be encouraging this sort of behaviour um, because it's morally wrong. You should not call someone a Nazi when a they're not racist, but they're just sharing an opinion that you just don't disagree with. Sorry, that you disagree with or or you agree with. Um, but I, I don't like like when people insult you, call you a Nazi when you're not a Nazi, 
but you're but they're shaming you almost and it's like they're 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 picking on you like vultures and then and social media and it's pretty much famous for um picking up the worst trolls in the world and they'll just keep coming after you like bullies that's why that's why i call twitter the toilet of social media because that's what it basically is these days you can't have an opinion you're a racist or you see this stuff and you just wonder yourself why why it's going to get to a point where social media is going to become such a toilet you just don't want to be doing anything on social media social media is going to eat itself People are just throwing the word around these days. It's like the word cultural appropriation. You'll see one white girl with braids. Everyone's on there. Cultural appropriator. Do, do you know what cultural appropriation means? It's like she's wearing the braids to mock them or something. Do you know what I mean? Um, they throw these words around when they don't really have any meaning. These people are what I call the sheep of the movement, where they're for the movement, you know, Woo, yeah, uh, Aboriginal rights or Native American rights or black rights or whatever, but they're not actually adding any substance to their movement. They they are just blindly following. Somebody says, F for colonizers. Woo, yeah, let's start calling them colonizers. Everyone start using that word. They're not actually using that word in any reference to their own opinions or referendum in their own minds. Do you know what I mean? They are literally going off by what they're, they, how can I explain this? I feel like minorities and cultures and bringing them together is a dangerous move sometimes because people will bl- so blindly follow, like, for instance, Australians are going to follow what other Australians are doing just because they're Australian. It might be that they're doing wrong, but they're going to follow it anyway. Um, I feel like that's a very big part of that whole throwing that word around or being censored now is because people are just throwing it around and it is really ruining people's minds. Um, without, list- without without hearing you out, they've already, exactly. they've already judged you. Exactly. And, hearing and, that, and that is what, from the question that we were referencing before, that is the racism that's being created now. They might, they might want to say that we're the racist, but in reality, they're being racist. Yes. Um, and they don't, they don't realize it. And it's not got to do based on anything with my color, their color. It's all got to do based on history. They are judging me based on the history. Just like I wouldn't want to judge them based on history. I don't want them to judge me based on our history. We all, we were all, you know, all of our ancestors were back then. Um, and I feel like they all did the wrong thing. Why can't we get along now? But people don't see it that way, which is where the whole censoring comes in on it, where, which is where people are just throwing the words around um, without any meaning behind them. There's no intention behind them. There's no reason. But you can't, like like uh, Leon said, you know, you can't even, they don't even give you a room to answer back. Um, yeah. you, you, are, have- you asked them, right, why am I a racist? And they can't think of a word. Why am I? Why am I a racist? Exactly. They can't say, think of it. They'll call you a colonizer. They're, it's because they're basically they're judging it based on our ancestry, and like based we on were, our based on our answers. Like we were somehow there during that time, exactly. But that's the movement of it. That's the hurt. That's the hurt that the history has caused. Um, right. it's, Did you want to say something? Uh, what was the question again? Sorry? You read that again. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we being fed information that we are forced to swallow because we are being told what we want to hear instead of what we should be hearing? Um, I think I think they they're telling you what what um what they think you want to hear, basically. Like, do you believe you know I mean? that? Do you believe that you know some of us who mean no disrespect? 
right? Yeah. Who being called all oh, colonizers or you know, Australia was colonized. Do you believe Australia is still colonized, even though the empire stopped many moons ago? Like, do you believe that they're telling us what we want to hear? I, instead of telling us what we should hear. I, I, I don't think it's even right to basically yeah. call them colonizers because uh, mm. whatever happened a um, hundred thousand years ago, or not, I mean, well, for a start, no one was there a hundred <laughs> years ago, but um, yeah. uh, whatever happened when the British showed up, that happened all those years ago. And all those, all those people that originally showed up, they're all dead. So there's no more colonizers on Australia. Everyone else is just either migrants. I would actually yeah. like to know if they're calling, like, Arabic, um, Italians, G Greeks. I want to know if they're calling them colonizers too. Because technically we didn't come, um, you know, my dad didn't come here as a colonizer. He came here as a immigrant to work. So did we. That but was the pre pretense of them coming here. True, but Aaron, do you believe they're telling us? Yeah. Like, do, you believe, do you believe that England is telling us what we want to hear? instead of what we should be hearing, which is Australia needs to be separate from us because we're being told, oh, you know, Australia was colonised, let's call as Luna and, and Buckets and Luna said, well, let's call them colonisers, you know, let's call them, you know, let's let's burn the flag, let's take the picture well, see, of the Even, off, even you know? calling people colonisers is racist mm. because you're effectively saying that you, a foreigner, came to our land and took over it, um, and therefore you shouldn't be here and you need to leave. That is literally the definition of racism. But what do you think? That's, that's, that's literally the, the same thing as saying go back to your own country. Yeah, but what do you yeah. think? Uh, I, I, th I think that the, the, they tell you what they think you want to hear, basically, not what you should be hearing. Which is as which is the truth. Yeah, I think it, it's it, it's so. I think it's it's really. I think sometimes um, a lot of media platforms um, they tell you depends on where you get the source from um, is also mm. very skewed. Uh, for example, I noticed Fox News um, when I was watching the. Uh, the original um, Trump election when he won for the first time. Um, so Trump was, tr sorry, no, sorry, when he lost, I should say, not when he, when he won, when he was losing. So when tr Trump was yeah. actually losing, it was Trump that basically, uh, it was Fox that actually had Trump's real numbers of losing. But CNN and all the other channels was just repeating garbage and refused to upgrade um, the vote. Update. Yeah. yeah, they were just refused to update. Mm. And they were saying all these things. Meanwhile, Fox was basically saying, yes, this is the real numbers, but is it really fair? And I, and I, and I noticed that. And I, I just wish that it, um, Fox could just combine with CNN um, and just basically have the same op uh, opinion and not just have, an annoying opinion of, oh, yeah, we're losing, but is this really right? As opposed to, oh, yeah, this is this this is how it's supposed to be, but this isn't the real numbers. But here's the, here's the next question. 
are young Australians being uh, are young Australians um can't even read my own handwriting a bit are young Australians being denied a voice when they are statistically smarter and more mature than their own parents mm. are people young people being denied a voice when they are statistically smarter and more mature than their own parents you're talking about ageism am i correct mm. yeah so um so would it's but, another big issue in australia i have to admit would a six would you allow a 16 or 17 year old to vote as opposed to just an 18 year old because if you look if you look at um how uh, okay if you were to do the hsc 20 years ago um the children's minds um wouldn't have been as smart um it, the like the top scoring kid doing the hsc wouldn't have been as smart as they are now um children today are learning at a really rapid um pace really rapid are usually smarter than um, their own parents. Um, that's that's. I just believe that's how evolution works. Of course, of course, you know, in my children are going to be smarter than me, and I'm smarter than my parents. We we're taught different things in school. We're learning more history than what they learned. We're learning more com- complex math than what they did. We're learning more um, complicated grammar and uh, English than what they did. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel. There is there is a big problem in Australia with ageism where we do not listen to our youth, and that I feel like that is uh, what's responsible for that is the partying lifestyle that comes along with being eighteen. And um, in Australia, it's not really talked about. Like you know, you don't really think about it. You don't think they don't teach you in high school to not drink in excess. They don't teach you to drink responsibly. They just say don't drink. They don't they don't really give you any process uh, information there where there's you know, actual history behind it. Oh, if you drink too much, you're going to have a hangover. Hangovers every day are really bad for your body. But like, they don't, there's nothing like that. There's no statistics like that. But that is the downfall of the youth right there. A large majority of our youth goes living on like that, especially after 18, that party. I'm 18 now. I can go clubbing. I can do this. I can stay out to 4 a.m. type of lifestyle. That's very popular with today's youth, um, which hinders them in having that vote. But then you have those really smart individuals, um, you know, that really put in their effort and they are the future of Australia. And I believe I believe that the ones that are right for it do give do offer their voice. Um, let's not forget that you have to register for voting in Australia. So you have to have some sort of interest in it before you even register your name. Your name doesn't just automatically go on a list when you turn 18. Yes, you're registered. Um, so in saying that, you're correct in saying that the the age, you know, the youth don't really have a voice. Should they have a youth a voice? Yes. Are they at a point where they're able to have a voice just yet? I don't think so. I reckon give it another 10, 15 years. Let those programs in school get a bit more complex. Let um, careers become more important. Let that, I'm going to say it like this, that bogan Australian lifestyle of going to get, a, you know, a bag of wine with your friends and drinking till 4 a.m. Let that go. That's not cool anymore. We've got to bring in, we've got to show the youth what's cool. And that is running Australia and taking back our power. Um, I, I would kind of agree with that, with the fact that um, because the education system 
uh, is getting stronger and better with faster minds and like, even the subjects that are being taught in yeah. school. Like, for example, do you know most schools today don't even use um, pens and papers? They all use laptops today. Um, even the whiteboards aren't even whiteboards anymore. Uh, everything's done um, by like an ele electronic whiteboard. Um, and homework as well. Um, you know, I, digital, yeah. I know of children that literally download their homework, download their homework. That's, that's yep. crazy. And um, the pandemic would have set that off like crazy even further. That's going to be the advancement of education, 100%. Yeah, so so if, um, if you've got things like that where children are basically downloading homework like it's a video game and they just play it and play it and play it and play it and play it, and play it until they get 100%. Exactly. Okay, they're effectively um, smarter. So why can't they um, vote at 17 when not only is their maturity growing at a quicker rate, but their intelligence is also growing at a quicker rate as well. Aaron, do you uh, think? Do you think? Sorry, Lynn, Aaron, do you think it's uh the legal voting legalized should go from um, eighteen down to sixteen because do you think kids are much smarter now than what their parents maybe? They're definitely much smarter now than what the their parents. Are. I think. I think they should lower the age of voting from. From eighteen to about maybe sixteen, because like it'll it'll make them understand more. You know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. Leon, I don't believe we should change the voting age. I think the voting age should stay the same as eighteen because I think people. Well, I think the younger. I definitely agree. The younger people are getting smarter if they decide to use their brains right. Because, I, I, to be honest, listening to what you said earlier on, Buckets, I don't like the idea of kids using computers in school. I want to see them go back to the old pen and paper, or pencil and paper, or pen and paper, because that way they're not taking their computers back home and cheating. They might use their iPhone or something, or the iPad or something to cheat on a question. Sure. So I'm not convinced that certain kids are not getting, I'm not convinced that certain kids are getting smarter. They've just, but they're just getting smarter to, uh, to get around the system. That's why I'd prefer, you know, the old fashioned way, you know, pen and paper or pencil and paper, writing your book at school and have your teacher mark it down. That I, way, that way you really know whether or not your kid's getting smarter. I, the, rep the repetition in that is, I believe, really important. But um, they have they have software now in schools, Leon, that will detect um, even if your essay is similar to something else, they've got this big database thing that um. They cross checks, it, does it? It's really, yeah, exactly. It's really, right. really difficult to cheat. It is difficult to cheat, and it was actually easier to cheat back then when we could write the answers on the bottom of our, of our shoe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> now, <laughs> what are they going yeah, to? That's, that, that's actually true. I, I remember doing an assessment for, um, I think it was uh, sociology when I was in uni, and um, I did it on uh, why. Uh, gay marriage needs to happen um and the importance of gay marriage um did everyone i did that as well for my like year 12 thing did everyone do that guys is that everyone i was an early school leaver i left at the end of year nine i hated my school okay sorry anyway. uh, continue buckets uh but uh basically my assessment okay was 75 percent 
um, had a 75% similarity with a guy from North Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I never met him. <laughs> I, I, but my, it, it, I mean, I mean, like the, I had mixed feelings about it. It's like, oh, you mean there's a guy that actually agrees with me? That's that's the first thing. But if that had been 100% or 80%, I would have failed. Yeah. Wow. Can I say something? I agree with all of you, the fact that kids do need to go back to the blackboard or the whiteboard and reading books and pen and paper or pencil paper in this way they can educate themselves. I agree that there's too much technology in schools now that they're finding new ways to learn and new ways to cheat and new ways to get ahead. But I disagree on the notion that kids aren't smart. And I'm I'm addicted to TikTok and I watch a lot of TikTok political stuff. And I gotta say, with the amount of teenagers and young adults who are passionate about Australia, who are passionate about politics, cry out that they're too young to vote. Because, but they do want to get involved. They do want to have a say. They do want a voice. They do want to get involved. They do want to go out there and tell, and they have conversations with their friends and families. And they are interested in what's happening in our own backyard compared to what's happening around the world. There should be there should be a youth vote where it's like their vote count is half percentage or something like that. You know what I mean? Not not a full percentage because you're not at that age to really grip and um, experience all the different things that the government offers you. But I do feel like they should have a vote um, uh, and they uh, will, they'll get there. It's just not, not yet. They need to drop the drinking first. So hang on, hang on. So, so does that mean if you have four kids, that counts as two votes? I guess basically. Two, you need one more and you got two and a half men right there. Men, 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 sorry, cat, continue. That's right. I, I disagree, guys. I think I'm sorry. I disagree. Mm. Um, guys, I think kids are smarter. Young adults mm. are smarter. Adults are smarter. The kids are smarter. They on TikTok, I believe. They are crying out, wanting to get involved. They, they are. They are smarter, cat, but they don't share the same experience as what a seasoned adult. No, is. no. But if you watch it, they'll tell you. We, we are of a younger age, true, but we want to know what's happening with our education system. We want to know, yeah. if, you know, because some of these kids don't forget. You know, I remember wanting to be involved with, with the rules and the school, the school board and stuff like that in year 12 heavily. There were so many things that happened that I just felt like, why do we not get a voice? Like, why do they get to take half my marking away because I do an art class? Is no, that not still do, adding value to my education? And, yeah, stuff like that. There is definitely, they deserve a vote. In regards to them, I'm talking about them getting involved in the Australian political sphere. Like, for example, we're the young youth. We should have a voice. We demand to know what's going on in our own backyard. Why are why are our politicians, you know, who we pay their salary, we pay their wages, not they are not listening to us. You know, we have to abide by the law and listen to them. We want to know why this is happening. We want to know why Plan B is not happening. And I think it's only a matter of time till they wise up to all of us put together and they're going to go, you know what, they're going to be our next leaders. I, I because they sit on the internet with their friends and they study and they learn and they watch and they listen. It's the same It's the same issue though, Kat. They're, you can't just say, you can't just gun for the for the 
the category that you want. You have to gun for every category. When you're joining the government, you're not just voting for Australians. You're voting for every nationality there is. If you're voting, you're going, you want the best for each of them. A youth might only have the idea of um, giving themselves the advantage, not in a selfish way because they hate everyone, but because when you're younger, you're more inclined to think about your future and where you're heading and where everyone else around you is heading. You don't really think about, oh, that person in politics over there. You don't really, you're not piecing those two things together just yet. Um, but yeah, continue, I, sorry. I, I, uh, I have a question because you have something called... Um... Uh, the young libs, and also uh, I think you have a young labor as well. How old do you have to be to join those groups? Because they're well, yeah. the young version. Yeah. Of well, that's exactly how you get into politics. I've heard one of my friends in high school is interested in politics, and she told me that you have to be involved in these things at a young age. Um, so, yeah. Like, sorry. I guess, I guess where that's where those groupings come from, those people that want to, oh, that's what you guys are doing. <laughs> You know, they want to they voice in the future and that's only a real small minority of them, which is really sad, um, but they will be the future of parliament. They will eventually mm -hmm. get into politics and they will study it and they will um, they will already from a young age be brought up in that environment to be able to, they're basically going to get groomed to take over a country. Hmm. That's, uh, that's what it is. That's, that, that's what it is. That's the whole thing of it. That's the interesting word to use the word groomed to take over a country. That, well, that's it's true. <laughs> Everyone's throwing words around. I thought I would. Yeah. What, what do you What do you feel about children being groomed to take over? We shouldn't country? say that. People being conditioned to take over a country. How about that? The youth are being conditioned to take over the country. How do I feel about that? For the ones that want it, let them have at it. Because there's not so many people willing to step up to the plate to run a whole country. I don't see many people stepping up and learning all the different facilities and all the different wording of parliament and having to go through all the different ceremonies and um, learning the different chapters and whatever else goes along with that job. It is a big undertaking. What do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Leon? Hey. <laughs> I mean, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, I'm actually doing, I'm actually multitasking as well because like, we were talking about if you wanted to join the Young Libs, Leon. That's right. Uh, no, no, I, I think the Young Libs. I think you can. I think there is a. I believe it's sixteen. I believe is the the age where you can join like those ones, the Young Libs or the Young, young Labor. I believe that's the case, but the problem is they're already one way. Not uh, I'll go back to early to an earlier issue. They're locked in their way. Right. They won't make. They won't go for a common ground. They'll either stay left or they'll stay right. That's and that's, that's what they that, haven't experienced what, it yet. Yeah, they that, haven't. They they haven't given that opportunity to experience both sides yet. They're still so yeah. young. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're already locked in the one side. They they yeah. don't listen to both sides of the argument. They're already one way or another way. When you get older, you start to understand you know, both and come to a. Middle. You know, middle ground yeah, that's that's that. why that's why i think the the young libs and young young libs and young labor don't work because they're already one way or another finally last they're, bi they're biased is what you're saying yeah 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 they're biased they're racist whichever way you want last question here mm -hmm. we go guys who is australia 
And who are we really? Have we are we losing our identity? Will we lose our identity? Who is Australia? Well, there are certain cultural aspects that we do have as Australians that no other nation has. Yeah. And one of those is mateship. Um, but specifically also um, barbecues in the park. Um, see, a lot of um, a lot of uh, cultures, they have picnics. The English have picnics and stuff like that. But um, barbecues in the park where we don't pay anything just to get um, proper hot plates and all of that, that's a very Australian thing to do. And I think that's part of our culture. But probably more so is our is our mateship to help the downtrodden. But um, that could all um, change. That could all very much change if um, we develop um, a more identity, if it's a, a, a singular identity. So uh, if, you, if you look at France, for example, France specifies what exactly it means to be French um and what makes you not french and it doesn't actually matter if you were actually born in france um what matters is um who the the persona that they want to identify as france for example uh there were muslims that were basically born in france who the french government didn't recognize as french purely because they were muslim um and so one of the things that they did was they uh, made a law um, that said um, they would have to tear down religious relics. Um, um, so to take down anything that was regarded as Muslim. The problem with that law is because they didn't say specifically Muslim, they also had to take down um, Christian relics as well. So they would just pop those off um, churches as well. So I think they had to abolish it for that reason. So even things like uh, diets, um, things that French people like doing, uh, buildings that that French people like like doing, clothes that they wear are even considered French, right? The the question is, will Australia get to a point where um, we create this identity where it's this is Australian? And if it isn't Australian, it's un-Australian and um, it's A, B, C, D, E. What do you, what do you think? Mm. Leon? Um, look, I am Australian, right? Because I was born in Australia, so I'm going to, I'm going to be Australian, you know? <clears throat> that was the question. I, who are we? we I am Australian. But what I was going to ask you, what was your cultural no. uh, specific <clears throat> I, makes you Australian? Well, identified you as Australian. All right. Well, my cultural, right. Okay. So my mum's mum and dad, my mum's, my mum's mum, basically my nan and pop, they were both born in the UK. I was both born in Hull. There you go. Uh, so that makes me by default part British. And parts of my dad's family were born in the United States. So I'm technically one third Australian, one third British and one third American, but I choose to live my life Australian. Very good. And Luna? 
So the question was, who is Australia and who, who else Australia? really? So who is Australia? Australia, Australia. Yeah, yeah, okay. Australia is a country of opportunity. We are very young. We are. We don't have our roots in the ground just of yet. Um, I feel like we're still building our country. It's still inviting people from all different heritages and cultures to come here and build their future. Um, and that who that is who Australia is right now. We are in this middle pre present <clears throat> stage of our country where we're bringing in people. The country's eating people. Let's say you know it's getting it's going to get all of its calories and its nutrients and its proteins and everything. And once that happens, we're going to become a country of like what I said before. There's going to be there's not going to be a country a culture based on um, everyone's individual countries that they come from. It's going to be all of our cultures combined into to make this one giant super culture and that's going to be known as Australian. That is the future of Australia. Um, that is where it is going to be a place where everyone feels equal and heard and we're heading in that direction. We're just not quite there, as, I, as I've stated. You know, can I ask, how is that different from the United <laughs> States? The United States is already established. Okay. They, so there is not there is not going to be much room for the United States to change and uh, incorporate other cultures into their culture. They're not they're, they're not they've got, they're far past that now. They're not going to hear that out. Um, Australia has an opportunity here to be unity driven, to be peaceful, to be driven with peace, and to blend all of our cultures together. Um, that is going to be like the new super country. There's going to be first world countries, second world countries, third world countries, and there's going to be like a new super country where it's just you just it's just not going to matter. It doesn't it doesn't really matter now. If you're born here, it doesn't matter if your dad's Italian, it doesn't matter if your dad's Lebanese, it doesn't matter if your mum and your dad are from England, it doesn't matter if you're Aboriginal. We're all Australian. We all want to we all want to be known as Australian. We all want that unity together. We just want to come home on a Friday night and just relax and play our music and watch our movies and have our snags on our Barbies. Um, everyone participates in that culture and that's only going to grow. We're just unfortunately in that stage right mm. now where we are still growing and we are still learning to exist in unity together, which is difficult because it's like, that's like bringing the whole, all, every country in the world into one country. Mm. Can you imagine that? Like that's, that is the future. Um, that will be, oh, sorry. sorry, go, go. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished. Aaron? Keep going, keep going. No, keep going. No, 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 I'm finished. I'm finished. Girl, I swear. <laughs> Uh, um, I'd what? say Australia is what you make it. Basically, no. it's like it's your country, and you just make it what you what you feel what is happy. Yeah, and what you feel is right. Basically, see, I. To finish this off, I come from an Armenian Lebanese household, but I identify as Australian. Therefore, I'm Australian. I live in Australia, and I'm part of Australian cultural society. And Philip, half Chinese, half Australian. He's Australian, born and bred. 
makes him Australian. So all I can say is, as Aaron is an honorary Australian, right? Even though he doesn't live in Australia, he's an honorary Australian. Good night, mate. There you go. I am. You are. God, don't sing that song. We are Australian. I already did that line. (laughs) Guys, I've got a really good trick. If you want to say G'day, mate, in Australian accent, you say, Good eye, mate. Good eye, mate. Good eye, mate. I can barely open my eyes at the best of them. Anyway, how do you how do you say a meat pie and sauce? Dog's eye. Oh. There you go. That's it. That's Australian slang for you, by the way, Aaron. A meat pie. That's a good one. I'll, I'll send you a song, dude. I'll send you a song, Aaron. It's yeah. called Slanguage by a guy named Matt Scullion, which will tell you how we say stuff in Australian slang. Okay. Yeah. I'll there send is, you there a link. Is, we actually do have like <laughs> metaphors and sayings for like if you want to say go up the road, they've got a metaphor for that. They've got a saying yeah. for that. It's like what I think it's like a jump, skip, and a hop, two knockers or something like some. <laughs> I think it was a hop, skip, and a jump, isn't it? Something like that. It, it was something like, up, up the bob and up your bob and uncles or something. I don't know. Mum used to always say it. Anyways, <laughs> that's all we have time for. That's all we have time for. So for whoever who who is celebrate anyone or everyone who is celebrating tomorrow, happy Australia Day. To those who aren't, we love and respect how you feel. And it's just a matter of one day we will be united. So happy Australia, whether you're celebrating and whether you're not, it is respected. Please don't forget to subscribe. Guys, can you just go like this like Aaron usually does? Make sure you subscribe. See that bell? Click on that because that will give you a lot of content. And don't forget, we are working tireless behind the scenes, tirelessly with family. We are coming up with really, 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 really great topics. I hope you enjoy this controversial yet thought-provoking topic. Invite your friends to watch. And we'll be posting the video tonight and the audio. Until then, good night. God bless. And we'll see you all in the next couple of weeks. Bye. Que salud. Bye. Que salud. Bye.